Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Jay Flores. I am back this week with another episode of the Talented Human Podcast. My, my guest this week is someone I met through LinkedIn uh, recently, or you know, a few months back, and we have been connecting back and forth with comments and, and messages and you know, supporting each other's content. Uh, her name is Louise Cartwright. She's based out of the UK. She's a certified high-performance coach for business owners and leaders who want to live a purpose, passion, and profitable life. I, I feel that Louise has so much to share and so much, to, um, so much value to give uh, with her message. And at least for, for, the, for my viewers or my, or my listeners in, in the podcast, I, I feel there's a lot of value that we can take from the way Louise does things and, and, and the way that she expressed the message of like, Sometimes things are going to get tough. Sometimes, sometimes things are going to be great and, and we just have to live positively to enjoy our best life. And without further ado, I want to introduce into the show a new friend, a good friend, Louise Cartwright. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? I'm very well. You sound a little bit coldy. Yeah, I'm trying to um, get rid of this call for the last few days actually last night i almost canceled on you but <laughs> i know we're trying to um <laughs> to um to schedule this uh we've had inconveniences in our schedules to um but but yeah i'm happy that we finally get to record this episode and uh, i'm even more excited about you know putting it out in a few weeks so fabulous <clears throat> fabulous so, Louise, um, let's jump into the conversation. I wanted to get a little bit of a background from you as to why you got into coaching and, 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 and the message that you spread and, and that you give to people and, and why you find it important. So, just for a little bit of context so that people get to know mm -hmm. who you are a little bit. Okay, well, I'm actually going to start in the middle. Lots of people will start at the beginning or the end. I'm going to start in the middle. I started my own business purely accidentally around about seven years ago, and I was pretty much in a dead end job. I came into just a little bit of money and discussed with my husband, you know what, I might use it to train to do something that I actually want to do instead of working in an office. And I'd always, I'd had a lot of issues with um, weight, body image, um, eating disorders for, for a really, really long time. So I decided to train as a personal trainer in the hope that I would be able to help women kind of love themselves from the inside out you know, and, and, and go on that journey. And that's how it started. But what happened on that journey was that we discussed just before we came on the show was that when you become an entrepreneur, it's probably the most difficult journey you'll go on because you have to learn so much about yourself. And I remember thinking like it was like laying bare all of your secrets, all of your shadows, all of the things that you didn't love or like about yourself were literally just laid out for everybody to see. And if we don't work through those, I think it's a real challenge to keep going because, we, because they're constantly being given back at you to deal with. So long story short, through that process, I realized that I had a lot of issues around money. So I didn't like charging people. I would let people leave without paying me. I didn't like to talk about money. I thought there was this whole greed thing going on. So I had to work through that. And that led me to doing other things. And it was a constant evolution for a for a period of about four years and it has only re literally really been in the last couple of years that I realized that whilst I might have started working with people with their body image and, and, and their weight 
what I was actually doing was I was coming from my 26 year old self who found herself with two very small children. I was very depressed. I was overweight. I was very unhappy and I felt trapped in a life that I'd created. And when I went and did the high performance coaching back in November, it was like the final light bulb just went on. And I realized that actually that girl there felt like she was trapped in her own life. Now knowing what I know now, and I know that even regardless of where you are mentally and emotionally at any point, we, are, we have this gift that we can turn our lives around and choose how we live. And it's just fired up this whole passion of there is a way for us to be our best selves. There is a way for us to find out who we are and to be really comfortable with owning ourselves and not having to put ourselves in, a, you know, in another place that we're like somebody else. Um, and it just, that message just keeps getting stronger. And it's something that I, that I'm extremely passionate about. And, and I put profit on the end because my theory is that as each of us moves forward and lives our life of purpose, we can live passionately in all areas, but also when we do that, we can make money, generate money, circulate money, doing what we love. We can raise the consciousness of our planet and people like us can make a positive impact. So we have a much, much bigger impact and we've got a much, much bigger income. So the, the profit part is still a very important part for me. Okay. Now that's, 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 a, that's a very interesting and very uh, powerful story you have. Um, yeah, I remember the, the video you posted, um, the very vulnerable video you posted. Um, and and I, I feel that 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 um and i'm gonna actually link that video when, when we release mm -hmm. this um this podcast because i want to i want to make sure that i want to make sure that the people see the importance of of being vulnerable and and understanding that sometimes things are difficult and like but everyone has and starts a chance like one of the the reasons i started this podcast is because I, I want people who, who are struggling to find their purpose in life, mm -hmm. you know, especially young people that, that might be talented that, that, or that are talented and are struggling with defining how they're going to move forward in life, how they're going to decide, how they're going to battle what society wants them to do, what their parents want them to do. Some parents are supportive, some parents, some parents are not. They're still set in their ways. That's to no follow their own, what they, you know, who they are. And, and sometimes, you know, the expectations are different. Like some, for example, a parent might want their kid to be a lawyer or to be a doctor or, or to be an athlete. And the kid wants to be, you know, the sax player at the, at the band. And, yeah. and the, those things are, are, are so important and, 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 and battling those, those moments, those situations are stressful, are, are tough. And, and to have a message for, for people who, who may be, you know, finding themselves stuck in a rut because they don't know how they're going to do this, um, it's, it's dangerous. It's, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 the, the statistics on depression amongst young people are staggering. Mm -hmm. um, the, the suicide rates among young people are staggering. And, mm -hmm. and it all winds down because at some point, we feel like we are not being listened to. We feel that we are not uh, being valued. 
are understood for who we are and what our purpose is. So mm -hmm. we can't even determine what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, I think is a, is a strong message. And I think you're, you're the perfect person because you, you put purpose at the core message of your, of your uh, intention. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, I just want to say thank you because like, I see the work that you're doing. I see, I've seen some of the clips that you posted of your speeches when you talk to people and, and it's a very valuable message. And, and um, let me ask you a question. When you were, and it's probably going to be a little bit vulnerable for you, but what was the, 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 what was the breaking point when you decided to, to take charge of yourself when, when you were battling with your body image and your, in, a, in that big struggle that you battle with? How did that, not, not so much like what the breaking point was, but how did it feel knowing that, that you finally could control it and that you finally could, mm -hmm. um, you know, say, I'm going to change this? Because like one of the things is identifying when we can change. Yeah. That feeling that we get when we know we can change things. How was that, that moment for you? I, looking back, I don't even know that it was a conscious decision to make a change in, in that particular arena. What what happened was I, I was more recognising the damage that it was causing to me mentally and emotionally. So in a very, very long story short, what I'd realised was that the weight issues and stuff had started from the age of about 12. And they, it went on and on and on. And I got to around, I think I was about 30-ish, 31, 32 and um, I'd got divorced as a single parent. I was in a new relationship that was also very destructive. And I found myself like going back to old habits of not eating, thinking that if I was thinner, that this person would love me more. And needless to say, that didn't have a very happy ending. So and when, when that relationship finished, when, when he left, it was almost like that, that realisation that, um, I couldn't keep destroying myself like that anymore. You know, I'd let myself believe that, that, that somebody would love me if I looked a certain way. And it was, and, and what happened was I was in such, it was a breaking point. I was in such a dark, dark, dark place. I wasn't able to look after my children properly. I had to move in with my sister so that she could help me with the children. And I was very blessed. I went on holiday with my parents. Me and my mum took the children to, um, to Spain for a week. And then a, a good friend of mine took me and the children to Greece. So I had these three periods where I was able just to read. I bought crystals. I listened to meditation music. And I, it almost felt like I had to switch off from the world for a little while to start to realize that if I didn't truly love myself and if I didn't expect good things for myself, I was never going to get them. And I'm not going to say it was an overnight journey because it really, really wasn't. It took quite a long time. Um, it took a good year of, of constantly practicing that. And then I started to, this kind of feeds back into that purpose. I started to kind of realize that if I had this now opportunity of a blank sheet of paper, so there was nobody in my life. It was just me and my children, obviously my family, but there's no romantic other half. I was claiming benefits. I was a single parent. So I literally had this choice of where I took my life. And I knew I didn't want to go and get a dead end job. And I took myself back off to college and I got into university to study to become a midwife. So it was, 
it was very much that case of this is really, 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 really painful. I can't live like this anymore. My children needed me and depended on me and I didn't want them to grow up as a reflection of me in that space. So I had to start just consciously making decision one at a time to number one, expect positive things to happen. And number two, how did I need to show up every day to just be on purpose that day and to win that day? And, you know, when you win that one day, eventually you, you win a week and then you start to win the months. And it, and it was just, a, it was a progression, but it's been, a, and it has been a constant evolution really ever since then. Would you say that, would you say that your mental health improved? Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, like I can't even begin to tell you. Um, you know, I, looking back now, I can see how there have always been these voices in my head. Probably from, you know, when, when you're younger, when you're sort of six or seven-ish, for my experience was very much, it was all fun. We had a great family. We were, you know, it was, there was nothing to not have fun about. Um, but certainly as I hit secondary school and I guess it's puberty and we went to an all girls school and I realized that I was kind of fatter than the other kids. And, you know, they were all very trendy and they looked very pretty and I was quite boyish and it was a, a hugely difficult time. And then the voice would, voices would start. And then, you know, if anybody's listening has ever had eating disorders, you know that you can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop thinking about how you can not eat or how you can, you know, work off the stuff or how, you know, how long can I go for without eating any food? And it, the voices were there all the time. And then when I had the children, the depression was so, so deep and so dark that I don't remember things like their first words, their first day at school, their first haircut, their birthday parties. I don't remember any of that. And that still gets me upset. Um, but now it's a, uh, gosh, and you can still get upset about it because there are regrets. Uh, but knowing now that I have a choice every day to to decide how I show up and how I impact the world. That's what drives me every single day. And my, my mental health is, I just can't even begin to tell you how different it is. And if I, because I know that difference between being trapped by what goes on in your head and creating by what goes in in your head, that's, that's my message. Like we, we just need to learn how to use it properly. Yeah, I appreciate you um, sharing this because, um, <clears throat> This are, so throughout this podcast, I'm, I'm having really fun conversations with a lot of people, a lot of young people and a lot of, you know, really good friends of mine. And, and these are the ones that I value most <laughs> um, because these are the ones that drive the message. I, I did this for a reason. I did this with mm -hmm. a purpose. Um, mm -hmm. And it's because we talk a lot about, about the, the sunshines and rainbows Yep. Uh, process of life and like finding our purpose and developing our talents and and doing what we want to do living the life that we want to live mm -hmm. sometimes we have we have rough moments and and mm -hmm. you have a moment that in your life was so painful like i i don't have kids i don't know if i'll ever have kids um and but i can only imagine what what it feels to you to know that 
that you weren't necessarily present there because mm -hmm. because of the issues that you battle and i and i want this message to go out to to the people that feel that that they might not be good enough or they might be you know pretty enough or or smart enough you are you are smart mm -hmm. enough you are pretty enough um you're good enough for everyone you are your own individual and i think that that um that someone like you has has so much value because you survived it you you mm -hmm. made change i mean i i don't even want to imagine like i see people out there that that let themselves go um when when once uh adversity strikes and and they don't have the power in themselves or the help in themselves because this is another thing like there's a lot of and we're gonna get a little bit deep here but there's a lot of um a lot of bullshit when it comes to caring for people with mental health issues yeah and i'm not talking about the schizophrenics or the uh you know uh, bipolars or or people that have you know um mental disabilities that are like you know down syndrome and stuff like that i'm talking about the people that suffer with depression i'm talking mm -hmm. about the people that suffer from eating disorders i'm talking about the people that suffer from from um you know anxiety mm -hmm. we immediately want to label mm -hmm. them as weak mm -hmm. and and treat them as such and i think empowering almost in a reverse engineering style is is what we need um mm -hmm. because you you are proof of that you are proof mm -hmm. that you made a change and and you you are better now yeah i think there's there's a few things around that you know it is true isn't it that hindsight is a wonderful thing i believe that we have our deepest wisdoms from our biggest pain um and i think it you know one but when you're in it you can't feel that like we don't know what we don't know so when i was 26 and felt that way i'd never been told or taught or or, or not even told but we, I, I didn't eat there wasn't no awareness to me that we are conscious creators that we we don't I, my belief system there was that there was just this you know you've got you you went to school you might go to uni you have children you get married i didn't know that i had this this power and i recently saw again something that i've seen before and i think it, it, jim carrey says that depression is your way or your soul's way of telling you that it can't live in the identity that you've got anymore something along those lines now looking back i can see that that depression was created through a belief that i didn't have a choice and i think a lot of people are suffering with mental and emotional i mean i prefer emotional health to mental health i have a bit of a thing about that but i think a lot of people suffer with emotional health issues because they do feel trapped so if we can open up doorways of possibility for them and help them to get a bit, a little bit more focused on what can you do. Then, then we have that ability to chat. We have an ability to help them to start to change because it's about taking back that control of driving your own bus. And I feel that I can say that without negating the way they feel because I have experienced it. And 
there will still be times periodically that I can feel myself just teetering on the edge again of that darkness. If I don't look after myself, if I don't take time out, if I find myself going back into comparison, if I disconnect from my source, if you like, and I get too caught up in the logic and in, and, and I say the real world in inverted commas, but the world that we're most of us are told to kind of fit into, then I start to feel that disconnect and that feels like depression again. Yeah. So I think for so many people, yes, I mean, the, the, the eating disorder was very different, but almost like an extension of the same thing in the respect that I did, like you said, I didn't feel like I fitted in. I needed to look like somebody else. I needed to be, I needed to have the confidence of somebody else. I needed to be able to converse as somebody else. But if I could sum it all up in one way, it would be, there is so much peace and acceptance. So when we accept where we're at, who we're at, that we have a choice, even if that choice, which it invariably is, is incredibly difficult, like leaving the relationship. So, you know, my, my depression weirdly took, not weirdly, took a, a, an instant turn when I separated from my husband, when I left my first marriage, because that was part of that trappedness. And when I got that back, there was an instant lift. It didn't, again, it didn't go overnight, but there was definitely a shift. So sometimes the situations we find ourselves in, the reason that depression feels so powerful is because the choice to remove ourselves from that is incredibly scary. There might be somebody else that might get hurt. We might not know what the outcome is. It might mean leaving a city or leaving a family or leaving a relationship or dropping a habit or something that takes you out of that comfort zone. But that, that's literally your doorway out of those voices in your head. That's absolutely true. Um, on our first episode of the podcast, I talked to my friend Calvin. Calvin is 21 years old and he, he had an opportunity to leave home and go to college and, and follow the path. Mm -hmm. And on the day that he was supposed to pay for his tuition, Gary Vaynerchuk offered him a position at VaynerMedia. Wow. He was 18, he moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And he found himself very lonely in New York at first. And he got into a relationship that was very toxic. And that, you're absolutely right. Like he felt like his mental stability was at an all time low because he was 18, Mm -hmm. running from work to his apartment to make sure that his his, um, girlfriend at the time wasn't gonna commit suicide again or overdose or, and those, yeah, that has an effect, that has an, an, crazy effect I say mm-hmm. and and then he found a way he he had someone on his side um that talked to him and said listen you have to you have to let this go because it's going to consume you mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and he says like he, he avoided that because he listened and he mm-hmm. made a conscious and then he started working so hard and on, on himself. His approach from then on has been, how do I work on my mental stability? How do I work on my mental, my, my emotional health? How do I work on my physical health? A combination of it, of it all. Like, I know that when we, uh, we were conversing before uh, 
we started recording, I, I mentioned a lot about you know how, how we focus on physical health and, and forget about mental health a lot and, and when we care for, care for ourselves. <clears throat> and um, and and then to hear you say that when you when you bring the aspect of relationships, when you bring the aspect of like why why your depression, you know you weren't happy. I'm supposed to mm -hmm. that first marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then that led to depression. Mm -hmm. And without getting into detail, it might have been a, a, a long enough time for you to actually become somewhat consumed by it. Mm -hmm. But just the quick shift mm -hmm. in the moment that you say, well, I don't know how quick, but like the moment, that, the, the, the shift that happens when, when you let go of that and move on mm -hmm. to another aspect where like you feel that, you, you feel that freedom, that, that separation from yep. what's holding you <clears throat> has, um, has an, uh, an effect and, 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 and is positive. So I, I think that going back to what I said about reverse engineering, how we treat and how we care for, for the people that you know, suffer from depression and anxiety is, mm -hmm. is that empowerment saying, look, it's not the end, mm -hmm. okay? It's just the stage. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a stage that we can, that we can work on, mm -hmm. you know? It's like failing a test almost, I will say. Yeah, yeah. You know? Unless it's a final exam. <laughs> then you're in trouble. But you know, j just speaking to that as well, one of the things that I really totally underestimated until I did the high performance coaching was the power of those questions. So invariably what we're very good at is asking ourselves the wrong questions. Like why me? When will this get easier? Um, you know, why, or why can't this be easier? And we, we have questions that lead our minds to constantly feed back to us why this is always going to be hard. Why, why, why we have to punish ourselves. And oh my goodness, that could be a whole topic on itself. But when you learn to start asking the right question, again, I talk about it opens up portals of possibility that you can't see otherwise. So if I had known what I know now back then, and I could say to myself, well, tell me, Louise, what did it look like for you not to have depression? What did it look like for you to feel just like a little bit happier than you do now? What's different? I might have been able to identify more consciously why I, was, why I felt depressed. My soul knew, my soul always knew why I didn't feel right. But I needed, that, I needed a level of maturity to be able to, to really let that land. and. This is something that I use with my clients all the time now. When we wake up some days, and we all do it, where we feel more overwhelmed, more anxious, more fearful, and we dive into that, that pond of crap, right? And we just keep getting more and more of it. It's like, okay, so if I want to step out of here, and I call it sidestepping into the slipstream of alignment, because if we just take a sidestep, and we can and ask ourselves that question, what if I, my, my go-to question is, what if I had faith right now? Like, what if I had faith in myself, faith in the journey and faith in the outcome? And my whole body just goes, oh, that feels really good, right? So I've just sidestepped out of where I am. I might not have gone a million miles forward, but that sidestep allows me to now see something different. And it might be that, you know what, all I can do right now is go walk the dog, go out in nature and walk the dog for an hour, an hour and a half and change my state and if we can help people that are in that space 
to start learning to make the ask these right questions and just take one step away from where they are eventually they'll be 10 steps away from where they are and then 15 and 20 and when you after a while you will start to realize that you drive your own bus and it is the most life-changing experience ever and going back to what you said it doesn't mean to say that you don't still have days where you want to go under your duvet and eat ice cream all day and watch really bad movies because you will because that's life but you develop the courage and the resilience to get through those and you don't make them so personal it's not like oh my god the world's out to get me it's just oh maybe there's a full moon or maybe i didn't eat properly the last week or maybe i'm just overtired yeah but when you're already to to our body and and yeah absolutely when let me ask you a question um if you were talking to a 16 year old Mm -hmm. who who came to you and said hey louise um this is what i want to do um with my life this is what i believe i'm passionate about today Mm -hmm. and but i don't know what if if people would approve or if my parents would approve or what advice would you say to that person to that 16 year old that comes to you and asks you that question so that so that they never feel that moment of like if i don't do it or if i do it i'm gonna disappoint someone or i'm gonna disappoint myself or you know to kind of like avoid regret or avoid mm-hmm. you know that you know falling down that crazy corridor that can lead to all this kind of like depression mm-hmm. and, and self-doubt and I think that the first thing would be I would want to find out um, what that what that fear was. So w- with the fear around, um, you know, letting people down or not approving, like what's the fear under that? Are you are you scared actually they'll reject you? Are you scared that you'll be left on your own? Are you you know because if you can dig down into that, you can work on that particular that particular problem. If the fear of um, not being approved of meant like your parents are going to kick you out of the house and you're 16, then that's a whole different conversation, right? Because that, that's something you've got to, to, to deal with. But that the first part of that is, I think, helping somebody develop the confidence to chase their dreams as early as they can. Because the way that I see it is like, if you've ever watched anybody kind of like do an oil painting, and it's layers and layers and layers and layers, right? And it builds up and, or a tapestry or something like that. That's how we weave that beautiful tapestry of our own life is by having those experiences. So I'd ask them what they think they might gain from it. What would happen if they didn't take this chance? What could go right? And also keep feeding back to them that actually we have no clue how anything is ever going to turn out, ever. Even if you work with the world's best coaches or business strategists or artists or whatever as a mentor, and they say, right, well, let's do this strategy that I've done, they cannot guarantee the same thing will happen for you. All you can do is be intentional with your attention to what you want and your action with what you want. And that for me, I talk about when we're intentional, we like throw this net out into the universe and it helps us to line up with 
all the possibilities that could happen. So I'd, I'd ask them to keep coming back to why is this important? What could go right? What will you learn? Who will you be? Like, who will you be in pursuit of that? And then perhaps even teach them a little bit around how to have effective communication, letting people know that I'll have to tell you that the high performance, one of the, the definitions of courage and high performance is having the courage to share with the world, not just your, your the people you love, but with the world, what your dreams and ambitions are. So many people don't ever say that. So I'd be like, tell me how big that dream could be for you. Like, and watch them light up because they're the people that will pursue that because the dream feels so big. And if it's coming from their soul and they do that for a few years or even a few months and it doesn't work out that way, you can bet your bottom dollar that it's because they're being directed somewhere else, but they needed to do that part first. So I would be coaching them completely on developing the courage to do it anyway. Thank you for saying that. Um, that's actually excellent advice, and <clears throat> I, I, um, yeah, I, I think I, I can say with uh, enough certainty that a lot of people today, a lot of kids today, have a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. Um. A lot of, um, I, I see it every day, I'm surrounded by a lot of young people and I, I see the way that they, they see life is a little bit different than I saw life when I was their age. Mm -hmm. It's like an optimism and, but I also know that there's the ones out there that, that you know, still need a bit, of, a bit of a boost when it comes to, you know, trusting themselves and believing in themselves and, and saying, look, it doesn't matter what others think. It doesn't matter what, um, if you believe that you can do something, go after it. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's like the most important message. I, um, I don't know, I, I, maybe because I was always encouraged. My, my dad taught me something very important in life. I, I, I remember, hearing these words since I was like five. And, and my dad always said, the universe belongs to you. Everything is I love possible. that. Like nothing is impossible. Um, he, he would say these things in Spanish. Um, he would say, el universo te pertenece. And, and he would say, which means uh, the universe belongs to you. And, and then he would say, he would say these things uh, as he was dropping my brother and I off, off the school. And, and, uh, and then he would say, um, hagan bien y no miren a quien, which translates to do good and don't look to who. Mm, I love that too. And, and those are words that have lived in me and they, they were literally implanted in my, in myself. Um, because I, I always, I always look for an opportunity to do good towards others. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's the reason I'm doing this show. It's the reason I, I'm always willing to help. Like I'm a, 
I am very good at saying no, mm -hmm. but I'm always willing to help. Yeah. It's a contradiction. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's about boundaries, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's a big part of it. As, as we get older, goodness, I mean, we, I think growing up, we're not necessarily so good at boundaries. It's a learning curve. And, you know, I think looking back again, when I was younger, I, my parents are amazing parents, but we just didn't have that level of upbringing, but I've got five. I'm one of five. We're all very different. Um, everybody's been successful in their own right. So my parents clearly did something right in terms of whatever it was that they said. But even for those people here that might be listening now that don't have that support system, that don't have parents that say, you know, the universe belongs to you, which is what I feel like as another tattoo I might need to have. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I, I, one of the, one of the, when I was really, really working on my mental health and I really started working on it heavily in 2015, I used to have my stand in my kitchen, have my power pose, and I used to tell myself, Louise, you are limitless in potential and possibility because you are the universe. And I used to recite that over and over again because the truth is whether you believe, whether you're religious and you believe we're a creation of some kind of God, or whether you're more scientific-based and you believe we're a creation of the universe, regardless, we are little pockets of magic in a human body. Like, we're like an... We're like an M&M, right? Only we're not full of chocolate. We're just full of magic. Yeah. Oh, love that. Right? And, magic, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's if we could just help more people to courageously live that way and step away from the logic, that's when the magic happens. You know, the, the intention to serve, the intention to grow. The in, you know, one of the other things I say, I say about living our life of purpose, passion and profit but so that we can express the highest version of ourselves and experience the best of what Mother Earth has to offer us. That's, we, that's you know, <laughs> that's it, you know, and I think I even just said to you, it wasn't until I went, got on a plane again for the first time in a really long time in November that I realized how much of the world I'd cut off by not wanting to get on an airplane. And then no surprise then all of a sudden you start to see all these amazing places you want to visit and you, I've got friends all over the world from what I do and you think wow I could actually go and have a real actual conversation with them in real time you know and actually like hold them and hug them and you know the world is such a great place and the more of us that go out and do this stuff we will change the world 100% and if we can help our younger generation do that and see what's possible for them that impact will be gargantuan. Well, I think with that, I'm going to end it. I don't, I don't think <laughs> I could. <laughs> uh, Louise, thank you so much. Um, that, um, that was so fitting to, uh, to transition towards the end here. Um, I, these are the conversations I want to have. These are the conversations that we need to have. Um, it's not all like I said, you know, butterfly, butterfly sunshines and rainbows. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's dark sometimes and, and not for everyone is, you know, it's easy. Um, I, I thank you, I, or I can't thank you enough for sharing your story, for, for sharing your struggles. I know it's not easy to, to say, this is what I dealt with. Sometimes like speaking of our failures and speaking of our, um, of our, 
you know, moments of weakness or, or our weakest points, not moments of weakness, but our weakest points, our lowest moments mm-hmm. are, you know, it's, it's not easy. Um, Calvin made, made a, a really good point in episode one as well of the importance of talking about what we're struggling with in the present and not what we struggle with in the past as, a, as another um, area of, um, of importance because we are all going through stuff and sometimes we are all going through. And, and with that, I want to send a message to you whoever's listening that if you feel uh, that you're a low point, if you feel a little bit weak, if you feel a little bit, um, you know, depressed or anxious, or if you feel like you're not all there where you need to be and then that you need help, ask for it, share it, talk to people about it, because these are the moments where you, you actually have an opportunity to teach and learn. And, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, again, thank you so much for being on the on the show. Um, I I can't wait to, to share this one. Uh, I had you know certain expectations to it. I was like, I don't know how how personal and how deep it could get, but um, uh, yeah, I I'm gonna end it now because like these are the episodes that I want to keep as short as possible because like it could get really really dark. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for. For being on the show i know that we my pleasure with the scheduling but it finally happened at the time that it needed to happen i i wish you the best um on your on on, on your plans that will be discussed before and uh in your utah thank you so much it's been a pleasure